0: Um, The readings from Luke, chapter 1, starting at verse 26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You found favour with God.
1: so we're thinking we are we've entered advent and we'll be thinking about what uh, advent means for us this next uh, few weeks so the bible's nativity stories uh, begin not with a birth just yet but with a pregnancy Uh, and in many ways i think that's what advent is a bit like Uh, in the nativity stories of course a baby is on the way, first of all, and for us in Advent, uh, our Lord is on the way for us too. Uh, Just like a pregnancy, Advent is about us anticipating, hoping, expecting, growing and preparing for our Lord to arrive. So during the Advent season in the Bible, we first of all, we join Elizabeth uh, and she expected what she never thought she could expect. She was pregnant in her older years with the child who would become the prophet John, John the Baptist. And then, of course, as we've just read, we join Mary, uh, the most famous of all expectant mothers, expecting what no one expected, waiting for the promise of the child Jesus, who would be the Messiah, the Saviour of the world. And Advent enables us, I guess, first of all, to to go back into that story and capture again for us that sense of longing and anticipation that the whole world felt as it waited for God's promised Saviour to come. But for us today, living as we do after those promises were fulfilled, living after the child Jesus was born and he lived and then he died for us and rose again, we today... Also, look forward in another sense. We look forward to the promised return of the same Jesus Christ, who is now risen and is in glory and reigns over all things. Now, how and when that return of Christ will come about, we don't exactly know, because the Bible gives us poetic impressions of it rather than a detailed sort of road map. Will it be sudden or will it be gradual? Will it be sooner or later? Will it be dramatic or will it be quiet and humble? We do not know. It was the same actually with Christ's first coming, predicted at times in the prophets with with huge poetic drama and fanfare, but it materialized as a child quietly born to a humble family in a very ordinary town, and he gradually grew into his ministry. So, for us too, today, as we await Christ's return, you know, like a pregnant mother imagining what her child will be like, we as Christians look ahead to Christ's future coming, not yet seeing exactly how it will be, but knowing and even feeling enough already of his movements, shall we say, to look forward in hope to his return. Because we do know his promise the one who came before will surely come again, somehow, someday just as he promised. So Advent reminds us that we are an expectant people, an expectant church. But I think we experience Advent like a pregnant mother in another sense, too. We feel it now already in the present, just like how a pregnant mother feels the baby growing in her womb. The beginnings of that future appearing, that return of Jesus Christ, are actually already at work, They're already here in, in embryo, shall we say, as we experience the life of Christ growing within us, even now as Christians. So yes, we long for his future coming, because we've already begun to feel its effects on our lives today. Feeling in each generation the growing of Christ's reign over all things. His current arriving, we might say, each and every day in your life and mine as we follow him. We have tasted, the Bible says, that the Lord is good. Um, We have received, haven't we, and rejoiced in the good news. We've received Christ, our Savior. We've begun to be transformed even now. We are already indwelt by his Spirit. And like a pregnant mother, the church has begun already, we hope, to show the signs of her future joy because that joy is already in us. The New Testament puts it like this, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So people should look at us and say, you're expecting something, aren't you? They should look at us as Christians and say, something's changing. Something new is on the way, like they do when they see a woman who's showing the signs of her pregnancy, people, that's a challenge, isn't it, to us as a church? Does our community see us, shall we say, swelling with the good news of God? Do people see Christ being formed in us as his people? Are people able to look at the church and see that there's something new beginning? It's already begun to arrive on earth that God is doing and that it's a sign of what's to come. People need to see that. People, young people, old people, in between, need to see that hope that we know and believe has begun to arrive in Christ. People in the world need to be able to see that. So let's make it our prayer for this coming year as a church. Let's make that our prayer and our mission that people will be able to see that in our life. Now, during Advent, we also traditionally think about John the Baptist and his ministry, because his ministry was a ministry of preparation for Christ's arrival. I'm just going to read you a little bit from... Uh, I'm Sorry, Steve, I didn't pass this on to Steve to put on the screen, so you just have to listen. Um, I'm going to read uh, Luke 3. I'll just begin at verse 3, and it says this, John went into all the country around the River Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all mankind will see... God's salvation. Now, if you'd read on a bit in Luke chapter 3, it says that, uh, in verse 15, it says, people were waiting expectantly for the coming Messiah. And it was at that very moment in history that John the Baptist came along and said, it's nearly time. And he said, are you ready? Prepare the way for the Lord. Now, that preparing of the way for the Lord was signified by people coming to John and he baptised them in water. So it was a washing in water that that symbolised a cleansing, yes, but more than that, almost symbolised a kind of burial of the old and then a beginning of something new. Some things get washed away so that new things can emerge as we come to God and he changes our lives. We might think of it, Uh, like a new birth out of water. You know, our our, our natural birth began out of waters. The waters broke, and a baby was born, you and me. Well, in another sense, our new beginning through Jesus, our new birth, is, is now represented in water through Christian baptism. Out of the new waters, which are God's grace, to us in Jesus Christ, we then emerge, as we bring our lives to God, we emerge as new people, uh, and things are never the same again. And so we're told in, in Luke 3 that this baptism of John's was a baptism of repentance. The word repentance literally means to change one's thinking, to reorientate one's life towards something new that you found in God. Now, an expectant mother knows that life now changes. It's going to change in wonderful and demanding ways because of the new life that has arrived in them. them. Well, in a similar way, when we become Christians and when we begin to live as God's expectant people, that results also in wonderful and, yes, sometimes demanding change in who we are. Like an expectant mother our lives are now filled with the thought of the future arrival of Jesus when he returns. Uh, we might call it the big day. And, and, and in fact, that, that big day to come is already, as I've said, forming within us now like a baby in the womb. And so part of us preparing the way for the Lord is living right now as we will live then when Jesus returns. When people asked John, uh, what that meant. You know, what does it mean to have our life changed to prepare the way for God? John said things like this. He said, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none and anyone who has food should do the same. So John says, you know, you, you, you need to have a changed attitude towards the needs of others around you. It means resources are seen as gifts to be shared, not just to be taken more and more for oneself tax collectors came to john and he said to them don't collect any more than you're required to in other words no longer live dishonestly for your own gain but live truthfully and fairly with opportunities that in your life seen as avenues of mercy not just avenues of personal gain some roman soldiers we're told came to john What did this, you know, what what did it mean for a Roman soldier, you know, the tough, tough, strong, trained military men with swords, when they came to John and he spoke about a baptism of repentance and, and living with fruit of repentance in life, what did that mean for a Roman soldier? John said, don't extort money, don't accuse people falsely, be content with your lot. In other words, I guess it means not seeing power and strength and position as an opportunity to lord it over other people or exploit situations. Instead, power is to be used in the service of others, not just to get above others. Now, those were just some examples uh, that John gave of, of the fruit of a repentant life, a life that has been turned towards God and is being made new by God's grace. That's what it means, John says. That's what it looks like to be expectant people. And this is what Advent calls us to think about again each year. Are we living as people who are thrilled to know that Jesus is on the way, and whose lives show that in preparation? Thinking about John there at the River Jordan, we might say that, Advent kind of brings us to the edge of those baptismal waters again, if you like, to call us again to turn to God and to be made new. And like when a baby is on the way, to adjust and to prepare ourselves for that newness of God, which is already here, but which is increasingly coming until the day when Jesus returns. Advent calls us, To be living our lives today in ways that show we are indeed expecting, waiting for Jesus. So this is about living in the new way of God's kingdom. A kingdom with a king, of course. Jesus Christ. Jesus came into this world to live for us, to die for our sins, and to rise again. (coughs) Excuse me. I I had a cough and cold last week and I ended up with a chest infection and it's just about gone, but it keeps catching my voice. Um, Yeah, the heart of this kingdom that we're talking about is Jesus. He's no normal king. He's not like the other kings. He he died for you and rose again for you. And that kingdom, that reign of Jesus is already here now, appearing in our lives as his spirit makes us new. It's, It's at work now. It is in embryo, shall we say, as our lives begin to swell with those new things Jesus does for us. But it is, of course, also a kingdom that will arrive in its fullness one day when Jesus returns. So I guess the final question for us all is, are you a prepared person? Are we a prepared church? Expecting, changed because of the good news that has come to us from God, that Jesus is is our saviour have you given your life to that king jesus so that he can change your life too in new and wonderful ways the more you think about it the more advent is a little bit like a pregnancy it's all there in embryo it's real alive and growing now just as we are also waiting and expecting pregnant shall we say with hope for jesus to return And so we look back to Jesus' first coming. We look in the present, remembering that the same Jesus is risen and alive today and lives and grows within each of our lives now. And we look ahead. One day he will return. One day we will see his face, somewhat like when a mother first sees the face of their newborn child. What a special day that is. Well, one day we shall see Christ. And then nothing, nothing at all, will be quite the same again.